What's up, everybody, and welcome to the official PlayStation podcast of the KT Data Network. This is the Little Big Cast. Coming up on today's episode, Drew realizes that he's old. Rachel <sighs> learns that you could rent PlayStations from the local Blockbuster. What's a Blockbuster? And I cry over the corpse of a dead robot. All this and more coming up on the second episode of the Little Big Cast. up again everybody as i uh have mentioned in the past i am jeff hawks i am still am i way too loud <laughs> you were close it's cool i might be too loud and i apologize for that anyway i'm jeff hawks i'm your host for today and with me as usual are rachel hernandez i am rachel hernandez yeah yeah and pogey drew tyler i am pogey it's true he is <laughs> uh so first of all guys what have you been doing this week what have you been playing we've we been into I uh, I spent the week, of course, finishing the Olympics. It was okay. good. It was good. I had a nice had a nice run. That's where I spent my time. But I got a little chance to play some games. I played Brother. Finally finished it. Um, just like I said, I was I was close to the end, so I just finished it. Uh, it totally dropped my jaw. Like when I finished, I just went, "You can't do that." So it's it's worth play just for that. I mean, it was a, a fun one. So I started it. I I picked it up a little while ago, and I haven't had really any time to jump into it until this last week. Um, I maybe played for forty five minutes. And I'm not sure that I'm like feeling it. So, so sell me on this. I don't, you know, for me, it was it was the <laughs> unique controls, the fact that you had this new way to control people, and you had to do the, t- the thumb teamwork. So right. that to me was enough to keep me going. So it was like, oh, fun puzzle. Let's do it this way. Oh, that's a fun puzzle. Okay, what do I do here? Okay, I hold these. And and for me, that kind of kept me going all the way through. So I I think that was my thread throughout. Was like, this is fun to kind of figure this out. The graphics are fantastic. The storyline is is a little depressing. You know, uh-huh. mom dies and the brothers have to go save dad because he's about to die. But my wife was actually in the room when I started it, and she's right? like, "That's a depressing Sa- way to same start here. it." Same here. Same here. Because it's like the the you know he's at the grave like crying, and this ghost of his mother yep. comes out and gives him a kiss on the head, and my and wife the was like, uh, like, "I'm not really feeling this." <laughs> yeah, it and it. it it's 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 good. I love what I think I love is after you get past that first hour or so where you're like kind of hiking through the trails and, and you're kind of climbing up the mountain, they run into some really cool looking things like a, a land of giants, uh, a place where it's kind of a steampunk under the mountain type of trolley place. Um, there at one point comes a a woman into the mix, um, who I won't spoil anything, but she causes a little bit of trouble. After being like your friend, you save her, and she's your friend, and then she causes trouble. So it's, dun, it, it's dun, yeah, dun. it's it's fun. I think because of those, like for me, it was just little fantasy tidbits that fell in. Because at first, it's just like two boys going to save their dad, right? But then the mystical and the fantasy comes into it, and I, okay. really, I so enjoyed I that a lot. Yeah, give it a, give it another hour. Because uh, I mean, I, I owe you one. This. If you if you go if you go another hour and you don't love it, I owe you an All hour right. of my life. That that works in writing. I like to see okay. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> anyway, that's, that's quite the that's quite the trade. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an hour. So anyway, anyway, that's what I played. Um, what else? Oh, I tried Last of Us. No, not Last of Us. I'm sorry. I tried Wolf Among Us. It's the Us. I tried yeah. another Us game because we talked about it and, and I pulled it up and I... Uh, I, was, I, I, I actually thought about demo. this the other day. I was like, I should probably warn you. No, I knew that, what it was going to do. That it's got the swears. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I, and I threw it up while the wife was studying for some test or something yeah. and, and or prepping a class. For, anyway, I, I stood real close to the TV and turned it down real low. And and I knew what it was gonna be. I knew. I just. Do you have a set of gaming headphones? No, but I ought to get one for can something I, like that, right? Can I let you borrow mine? Yes, and just so I can. It? Yeah, because it was. Okay. It was like, 
I would like I would read the uh, subtitles, subtitles and then I would quickly like try and talk at the same time. Be like, so what are you looking at over there, honey? <laughs> and not that she doesn't, you know, she doesn't care. I just was like, I don't, you know, she doesn't need to bother with this. Right. Anyway, it was um, it was like the uh, oh, I can't even think of it now. Dra- Dragon's Lair games where you okay. have to like hit the button at the right time to do the right thing, and I missed it. So it's kind of a quick time dead. event meets yeah uh, story kind of pick your own story, your, yeah. choose yeah. your own story game. Um, I think I like the gaming style. I'm not sure that, I'm, and I love. Fairy tales. I'm just not sure I'm into the. the See, and I struggled. Side. I struggled through uh, the Walking Dead, which is Telltale's last game. Is it similar um, to that style? Same exact yeah. style. Oh, okay. And I, for whatever reason, like I didn't feel it with the Walking Dead, but when I jumped into the Wolf Among Us, it it just worked for me. I loved it. Cool. Very cool. That's what I've been up to. Very cool, Rachel. What about you? Very nice. Well, I haven't really started the things that I've said I've wanted to start it because I just haven't had time. I guess. Um, I do plan on playing. DLC for The Last of Us. I know that you finished that, so I'm excited to hear about it and more incentive to play it. Um, but, however, I did see the Lego movie twice. Twice? It was I saw pretty it gaming, but Lego movie. I'm Lego impressed. movie. It was pretty great. Lego movie kind of counts as gaming, I guess, because there is a, le- a Lego movie game, right? Yeah. And I imagine it probably looks exactly the <laughs> same as the movie. It, they did really well. I heard that uh, they uh, actually, when they made the movie, they tried to make it stop. They tried to make it look stop motion, which is why it has so much of a lag to it, because that's what they were going for. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Because I wondered that through. So there were several parts of the movie where I was like, is it supposed to be kind of glitchy? Yeah. And nope. if that was the goal, then mission accomplished. They did really well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's what I did. Did you like it? I, I Have loved you seen it. it, Drew? I've not seen it. Oh, my gosh. Will Arnett <laughs> yeah. is so funny he's, as Batman. He's perfect for it's it. Like, I want it black <laughs> or very dark gray. <laughs> and Charlie Day is the spaceship guy. Yeah. So he's, he's pretty great. I do, I do need to see it. I'm, your kids would love it. You need to take your kids you to it. You think your kids would love it, too? Yeah, all of them. It's it. perfect. Really? Yeah. My girls love to make Lego movies. I'll set up the iPad and do time lapses and let them build and play things. So maybe it would be kind of fun to get them. They would love it. Totally. It's it's the kind of movie that like it works for kids, but also is very hilarious for parents. It's a, kind of in the same, uh, I don't know, like the Pixar same style feel kind of, of they... like a Shrek movie okay, where it's yeah. like a little, like it's got the inappropriate moments, but like the kids don't get those moments. Most of the time. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm like Batman board. is kind of like, uh, what, not a goth, but he's kind of, um, emo. He's kind of emo <laughs> and like, he feels bad for himself and he like sings songs about like ha- how he grew up with no parents and how he's sad and stuff. It's really funny. <laughs> okay, it's cool. great. Cool. So yeah, that's what I did. Right Yay. on. Well, I, uh, as Rachel kind of mentioned, um, I finished the last of us left behind, which is the new single player DLC that came out, uh, two weeks ago. And honestly, I, as much as I loved the last of us, I was disappointed um, by the length of Left Behind, and I was also expecting, um, honestly, a little more depth from the story that it was going to tell. But that being said, I, I still loved it. I was still glad that I got to spend a little bit more time in that game and spend a little more time specifically with Ellie. Um, it it kind of jumps into her motivations for sticking with Joel and kind of helping him survive. Uh, in there's a certain part of the game where uh, you play as Ellie because you're taking care of Joel and uh, it kind of jumps into her motivations behind that, why she did it, why she cares so much about and, and fears really like being alone. And so it, yeah, it's an appropriate piece of DLC. I wish it had been a little bit longer and had a little more depth to it, but I was, I was happy with what it was, and, and Drew just got a little Way text to go. message there. Silence, what whatever. I can track that down. Neat. Very cool. Um, outside of that, still playing Battlefield 4, um, and I started watching House of Cards on Netflix, 
which if you haven't seen it, I would highly, highly really? recommend. It's very, very well done. Is it because I, I listened to people rave on about Breaking Bad for like a year and a half mm-hmm. before I finally started watching episodes and then loved it. Is it should I get on sooner? Is this one that I'll yeah? This on? is this. Honestly, so season two just came out. I wanted to watch season one when it first came out ori- originally, and my wife didn't think it looked interesting. She's not like political thriller type person. Uh. And uh, after perusing the IMDb, um, what, top 100 television shows, I think uh, House of Cards is number 14. Wow. And she was like, you know what, let's give it a shot. And needless to say, two days later, we're about 12 hours into B- it. Binge. We've been nice. kind of going nonstop, and it's fantastic. Cinematography's on point. Great shots, great storytelling. It is very, very good television. It's, I mean, it's, it's HBO quality TV programming on Netflix, and I think that's very cool. Uh, Kevin Spacey, I saw, I saw a speech that he gave once where he said, you know, if you're giving people good content for a reasonable price, they're going to follow that content, and that's where they're going to be. And he kind of was talking about how HBO and traditional cable is destroying or being destroyed, I guess, by piracy because they're not giving people an affordable, good product. And so this was kind of, I think, their their way of testing the waters, and they've been hugely something. successful. Yeah. Interesting. Super good. Is it still a series that they're, like, recording regularly? Yeah, they just released season two, and the way that it works is they they release the entire season all at once. So. Cool. Very cool. I was going to say, that's what I struggle with. So not really s- keeping up with the Oh, because I hate waiting that week. Yeah, <sighs> yeah it's not really uh, Sony news, but definitely something that's worth – um, jumping into, but Just do uh, it. speaking speaking of Sony news, Drew. Oh, yes. How are, you, how are you feeling about some Sony news today? I've got some. F- I've got five headlines that we probably ought to talk about. Five. Then let's, you know what? Let's kick it off. All right, top five headlines for this week. I'm going to start with number one, big in Japan. This is from The Verge. PlayStation 4 now available in Sony's home country of Japan, over three months after it first came out for the U.S. So the console is being offered in two packages. You get your regular edition for 41,900 yen, and then there's a bundle with the camera peripheral for 46,000 yen. I have no idea what that turns into, <laughs> but at least there's two ways to get it. What got me, though, was that the... the uh, that they waited. I mean, it's their home country, so why they wait? So I read the article with interest. Why hold off? So the I think the main reason is that Sony knows that they own Japan. They always right. have, um, with the exception of like the uh, the I mean the handheld market. They're struggling a little bit with the Vita right now. But as far as like Microsoft versus Sony goes, Microsoft isn't even in a, even right. a contender in in Japan, and so. I think what they did is they tried to focus on the markets where they are having to fight this battle with Microsoft in order to to establish themselves and make sure that they had enough systems available for these people in these battleground states, right? Battleground states, yes, Um, battleground countries for the game world. And I think that that has been hugely successful for them. I mean, it's still very difficult to find a PlayStation 4 on a shelf. Yes, Um, yeah. At it's least here, at least here in Utah, like I, I had to search for uh, several hours to find a friend, a system the other day, and I, we ended up at like a busted down Shopco that hides any, any valuable product in the back, so nobody knows that. that they even have it. <laughs> um, well, I, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think um, they plan on their pre their pre orders filling things in and, and being ready to go for everybody over in Japan because they, they've been obviously anticipating it for a while. So part of what the article mentions also is that the software library for the PS4 hasn't been up like the the Japanese developers 
have been slow. They were slow to get right. on the PS3 bandwagon. They were kind of slower still behind the PS4. So they were kind of waiting to get a little bit more uh, launch titles or at least people developing for it. And then they mentioned yet another one that I hadn't thought of. Uh, they talk about how it's the social side of gaming, which the PS4 really leans into, right. is not kind of a natural cultural thing for right it's not quite as japanese as uh, previous iterations of consoles have been because it's much more about sharing and and by nature they're kind of shy people that's kind of what the article says and you know what's funny about like mentioning the whole share feature of the ps4 like i i never have considered myself like a share gameplay kind of guy however i've seen some posts that's what i'm gonna say is like the playstation 4 makes it so easy that it's it's kind of fun like if i have a really good battlefield 4 moment i've seen that i'm like i've, I've seen your moment this i gotta get it gotta get it up there and and it's become kind of a competition between uh some friends and some relatives and me like you know who can get the best uh sniper shot of the day who can get the best kill streak of the day I think that's what they're going for so you're, and, you're totally in and it starts it starts a conversation that with the PlayStation 3 it never existed. And so right. I you should have seen the shot I had yesterday. Now it's like watch what I right. literally yeah. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. Very cool. Number 2. Let's move on. Xbox One drops its dollars. This one coming from the BBC talking about the console currently uh, in the UK it was up at uh, 429 pounds. They dropped it recently to 399. So just price drop kind of raised some eyebrows and a lot of people saying why why was drop it a full it now? 100 pounds? 429 pounds. Now they dropped it to three ninety nine and, and includes Titanfall, so you can buy ah. three three ninety nine. Um, they know. Yes, with Titanfall, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but but that brings it down in line with the PS four now, right? And people are like, okay, it's been out for three months plus, so why why adjust so quickly? And there usually takes years, yeah. yeah, right, to be able to drop it. So there was obviously. Uh, you can read it as like a little panic move, like we're being outsold two to one. Oh. Wow, what do we do? We drop fifty bucks or whatever. So. So, so do you feel like this is going to work? I don't know if it's going to work. I think certainly it'll up their sales a little bit. Um, I think their initial, as they said, their initial thought was, hey, we've got the Connect in here, so it's worth $50 because we're giving you this whole other system of you know, of peripherals. But um, I don't know if it'll work. I mean, that's, I think it'll still be so two to I think, one. I think if I were um, an Xbox gamer, I would honestly, I'd, I think I would be pissed. Like if I had I already bought, purchased. In, yeah. Like, I, I know several people. In fact, everyone that I know that owns an Xbox One at this point purchased it so that they could play Titanfall. Like, that that was the reason for purchasing the system and in the Titanfall first place. And Titanfall doesn't come out for a little and while more? It doesn't come out until March. And so I think what... Unless if, you buy this bundle, had, you get it with the bundle. Right. And so had they waited, yeah. they would have been right. getting it at a, at a lower price with, with Titanfall. Titanfall included. Yeah. And yeah. so I feel like... They better give I feel some like, like once again, like coupon? they're undercutting their core, their core customer because they're they've said, hey, if you're a day one guy, you're gonna pay in the U- U.S. anyway. You're gonna pay four ninety nine, and then when Titanfall comes out, you're gonna get Titanfall. And now in Europe, they're saying, hey, we're gonna cut the price back, and we're gonna include Titanfall for you guys because you're late adopters, yeah. or you know, right, it's part of the majority, uh, not what early majority probably at this point, and. So, you know, I, I don't see it being a huge game changer. I think if you were going to purchase an Xbox One for Titanfall, you were going to get it anyway. I don't see this selling systems that we're not going to sell already. Probably not at that price, no. But but still, it's an interesting... See, I just wonder how much it's going to drop, like, towards the holidays, too. Because, I mean, it's not anything. So it's going to drop in the summer. And then once Christmas rolls around, I mean, there's going to be more packages. There's going to be stuff like that. And then the other thing, too, is that the... Sony, okay, so the Vita, they are struggling with the Vita, but I mean, the Vita is still that just tiny little bit amount of revenue that Xbox has no comparison to. Yeah, that's true. true. I would would just add, too, that um, 
I think the fact that they're cutting prices shows the the state of of their their system, and I think it says a lot that Sony came in at a price point that was totally reasonable. Like everyone in the industry was begging for a three ninety nine price point. Sony hit that price point. Sony's been able to maintain that price point, and I think that Sony coming in with that price, I don't think that they need to be thinking about you know dropping that cost anytime soon because they hit the right price point from the very beginning. And so they're already there. They're already done. And so I think that shows a certain level of like level headedness and like shows that they were really prepared for the market that exists today. It's trial and error too, because when the PlayStation three first came out, it was like 600, what? 650 that much. And I didn't want one because it was so much like I got an Xbox because it was cheaper and came with more stuff. Right. So they've They've learned. learned. They've totally learned. All right, number three, and this one's kind of a short and easy one, but Sony's past 5.3 million worldwide. That's coming out from a press release from Sony. They talked about the PlayStation 4 computer entertainment system cumulatively sold more than 5.3 million units around the world as of, what, February 8th? So it's about a week ago? Yeah, about a week ago. Oh, almost two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. And, th- and that's that's a big it's number. a lot, yeah. And that doesn't include Japan because we just talked about how it just got there yesterday. Right. Or recently. And so I... Again, I still think um, I think that Sony initially expected to sell more than they probably saw in Japan yesterday. I know, I think uh, I read a quote by Shuhei Yoshida that said, "Who's the president of SEA?" Um, or actually, Sony Worldwide, I think, is Shuhei's uh, little title there. But um, I think that he said he initially expected to do a million sales day one in Japan by itself which is what we got here in the United States. Right, but I think right. in Japan itself, he expected a million. I think had they met that, they would have announced it, and they haven't. Um, the only other thing that I think is worth noting is that the Xbox at this point, um, or the Xbox One, is sitting at about 3.6 million. And so it will be interesting to kind of watch the last thing that you mentioned, how they're going to be dr- price dropping and seeing if that um, if that affects it. Because in January, the the Sony PS4 outsold the Xbox One 2 to 1. Yeah. I think, just, I think we'll just keep going. But yeah, they're still... Especially with wrong. this next piece of news, number four here. We talked about it last week, just briefly, that VR headset that was rumored to be out there. Here's another rumor. This is coming from TechRadar again. They, uh, their inside source has said, basically, that they expect that the this this headset that rivals Oculus Rift is going to be released at GDC... Um, which is that? Uh, Showcase. Uh, Showcase. Showcase. Okay, good point. Thank you for clarifying. Showcase. So we'll see it. If it is indeed, if it exists, we'll hear about it at GDC on March 17th, St. Patty's Day. And that makes sense because they're talking about, obviously, at E3, they want to show off these kind of VR-type games. And Actual so stuff. it makes sense to do the hardware up front to say, hey, here it is. And then at E3, you focus on the software. Right. So GDC okay. is about is about the developers it's about showing off tech it's about showing off hardware it's about discussing like what is possible where we want this stuff to go and i think if you can get all of that crap out of the way prior to e3 then e3 can be all about games because that hits more of the consumers absolutely totally agree so then pushing that on into the last one last news of the day Kind of a big one. Sad I see face. sad faces all around. Man. Irrational Games shuts down. This one coming from CNET. Irrational Games developed the original Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, two of the most successful, critically celebrated games of their generation. That studio is closing down after 17 years. So um, you said CEO Ken Levine, he's going to focus on some other smaller, more entrepreneurial endeavors over at Take Two. So I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of news there. I mean, 2K which is kind of the parent company, will continue to, d- to develop Bioshock series. At least that's what the article said. Whether it happens, how it happens, we don't know. But And um, who will do it? Yeah, exactly. Who t- can take it on and carry on that title? 
Um, and then the, I, I see a little silver lining. I'm kind of excited to see that he's going to go out and do something in that kind of smaller venue at, with Take Two. So I, I, to me, it's like, you know, you marry something that long, it's maybe it's nice to wash your hands, step aside, and be like, all right, let me, let me see what else I can, you know, Absolutely. together. I don't know. That's my thoughts. No, I think that's something, too. I think he's going to create lots of great things with the smaller company, and he's going to revolutionize something or come up with a really great game and i i see that but i'm just really 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 bummed out about uh bioshock because i don't think anyone else could handle that because he didn't do bioshock 2 and bioshock 2 was not good well i didn't like it personally and so the first one was good and then when they said they were coming out with infinite i was hesitant because i was so let down with bioshock 2 but then i played infinite and i loved it and i was just excited that they were back on track and now they're not so i'm kind of bummed for bioshock but i think he'll do great things as well yeah, I feel bad for the, the people that have been involved in the, the development of these games over the years. I think he's got a team of guys that have been really uh, dedicated to the software, dedicated to the games, and the, to the spirit of Bioshock, really. Um, and so, I mean, the reality is that a closure like this puts a lot of people out of work. Um, Game-wise, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bioshock in the future, um, whether it's picked up, whether it's not. <laughs> Whether it's good or not, it you know, it like kind of shock two or not. If I mean, they even I, ever I, do anything, I, I think they'd be ridiculous not to do something with it, just because there will be a good portion that'll at least get it because of the name. Right. Some will remember that Bioshock two and just be like, yeah, it's not uh, going to be good. Maybe. Right. But uh, if Levine's not in charge, it it's cause for concern. I yes. guess I, that is the word, right. cause for concern. But I haven't heard too many great things about the DLC, and they're still going to release the the second DLC for Bioshock in March. So. We'll wonder, you know I just even wonder how the DLC is going to turn out, if that's going to affect anything at all. But yeah, I've heard negative things and from how the they'll, past Like one. if there's anything wrong. That's that's the other thing I always wonder about. Like what if something's wrong with it? Who's the one making patches? Who's the one fixing right. fixing issues through patches and, and different uh, you know updates for the game? Because every game comes out with a couple bugs right. that need to be worked out over time. And yeah, so kind of a bummer. Who's um, going to do that's, it? That's where I like to end the news on a bummer note. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Thanks a lot, Drew. What else, what else we got to talk about? Oh. So, yeah, I mean, we got one game studio closing, um, possibly closing. closing doors on on several different games uh, series. But if we were looking at uh, some new games coming out, I think Rachel could Hello. probably handle uh, some new releases. So we'll kick it over to Rachel. <laughs> So there are a couple things coming up. Um, actually, there's really not a lot. 25th Thief comes out for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox, PC. Um, Castlevania Lord of Shadows 2 takes up Symphonia Chronicles, uh, Port Royals 3rd, the Gold Edition, Magus. Magus? Magus. Mm. Who knows? Magus. 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 Oh, Magus sounds like uh, something you eat. Yeah. I, mean, I hope you're not eating magus. I want some magus. Gross. Sounds like a disgusting <laughs> it's magic, Scottish it would be cuisine. Like magus. That's we should probably do some <laughs> some show prep on that one. I don't know. Maybe Practice, yeah, magus. Yeah, maybe magus. Look up literate. It's a it's a name. What's it they, about? They've named the game strangely enough that I'm probably not uh, interested in it. <laughs> really? Because I was going to say the opposite. They've named it strangely enough. I bet enough it has to do with I magic. Then it would be magus, that's my, right? That's All right, my guess. let's see. Right. We have computers. Like we should look it up. I know. Yeah, magus. Ma- that's ma- ma- magus. Uh, <laughs> magus. Someone out there is really pissed that we got this wrong. I know. I'm sorry. It's all right. We're sorry. It's coming out today. Okay, so also with the upcoming March, March came fast quickly. Um, Thank goodness. Right. Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. I read an article about that in Game Informer, so that should be pretty swell. Um, then also at the end of March, Infamous Second Son. And Sun, Sun, Infamous Second Son. And there's a big demand for that one. So Absolutely. So Infamous is, I mean, 
Infamous is PlayStation's kind of system seller. Uh, while it may not have the buzz that Titanfall currently has, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Um, the people behind it, Sucker Punch, do an incredible job. They've done. If you've seen any of the gameplay videos, um, any of the trailers surrounding it, it looks incredible. They've done a great job of recreating Seattle in the game. Um, right. I think it looks amazing. I think Metal Gear Solid looks amazing. March is gonna be a huge year. Uh, or huge Good. year. I'm great with dates <laughs> it's gonna be a huge month for awesome both the playstation mark. 4 and the xbox one it's gonna be awesome i uh personally uh I, I mentioned last week that i've really been looking forward to thief and apparently i shouldn't be that excited about thief the reviews are coming out right now that are not looking amazing i think on metacritic it's got a i think like a 70 percent um mm. with a whole lot of you know, sub 70. Yeah. Some of them are like mid 50 yeah. reviews. You know, it sounds like we've Looking got the trailer playing no, right now. Let's all watch. See, it's right there. Okay. Because <laughs> the trailer we watched, I mean, you showed us last week. It was amazing. It's exciting. And yeah, so, what's the complaint? So like, apparently, um, there are huge problems with load times. The AI, the NPCs in the game, the non playable characters are incredibly stupid, um, mm. laughably unintelligent. So you're sneaking around people that. It'll be like, oh, maybe I should look in this dark corner. It's it's just kind of ridiculous. The story is supposed to be weak, and the trailers and the gameplay videos made the game look like it was a very open-world environment, a very open-world game. And uh, from the reviews that I've read, it looks like they're just shuffling you down corridors, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, so... It's I, it's a game that I might pick up if I can find it in a red box and just yeah, give it a try. And right, if I like right. it, I would purchase it. But um, from what the reviews say, you're you're better off red boxing it until until you can get a better idea of what you're dealing with. It's the only way I can game. That's how cheap I am. We should get a budget for the show, and then we just like buy uh, stuff willy nilly. That'd be cool. Run a little Kickstarter problem. and be like, yeah. "Hey, everybody, pitch in. You want us to play a game?" And everybody just throws <laughs> three us people you've never Let's heard of are doing a podcast. Yeah. Fund us, and we will tell you what we think. People trust perfect. us. We'll People play games us. for you. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm. That's perfect. You pitch in the $50 level, I will wear a name tag with your name on it while I play. Even speaking oh, speaking yeah. of people playing games for you, our I first topic of introduction. That. Yeah. That's, how's that for a segue? Uh, so coming up in our topics, we're going to be discussing uh, some kind of interactive live streams and getting into some of our favorite games. Uh, so stick around. So as Drew mentioned earlier, uh, interactive gaming and being able to play games for other people, that's actually becoming a reality. Uh, the PlayStation 4's upcoming survival horror game, Daylight, will have interactive gameplay through live streams. So um, basically what's going to be happening here is that as you're watching a live stream, you're going to be able to log in through your own PlayStation 4 and scare the actual person that's playing the game. So whoever's running the live stream and running through it with their character... Um, they're going to have systems in place that will allow you to interact with that character, whether it be, you know, maybe an arm jumping out and grabbing someone or, you know, they haven't given a lot of specifics on this kind of technology and what's going to actually be available for it. But I think it sounds really intriguing. Yes. I'm wondering what, where you could see this going and what other games you think would benefit from something like this. I'm, I'm stoked to see it. I am too. I mean, I love, I love live streaming and I'm just... I'm, again, I'm not a scary kind of guy. Like, I'm not that guy that's gonna run down corridors and be like, "Ooh, it jumped out at me." Um, I, I, 
I don't know, I play a different kind of game, but I do like what they're talking about here. Letting somebody else get in and control what would otherwise be a, a non-playable character, right? So, I mean, that's right. kind of cool to be like, hey, I'm going to log in and just freak people out. And, right. and depending on what camera views they give you, especially if they can give you, and, and this probably comes from my video side, but if they give you like a feed back from the other the other side, you know what I mean? Something that's like, here's what they're seeing and here's them. Yeah. That to me is where, where, is where the gold comes in the payoff. Because I can jump around and scare characters all day, but if I could see the person playing on the other side and see their reaction, then it's like... Well, uh, that's one of the cool things with the PlayStation 4, right? Is that you have through Twitch and through Ustream, yeah, yeah. you have this playstation i that now you can watch the person as they yep. play as well yep. and so you can actually see their reactions to the things that you're doing and actually uh so the the team that's making this at zombie uh released a, a statement it says um streaming has been a huge boon to the ps4 community and the devs want daylight to have an involved relationship with live streams the hope is to allow viewers to control the actual scares in a streamer's experience, providing a much more interactive dynamic between player and audience. So, you know, we've talked about this actually several times throughout this podcast so far is just how the PlayStation has kind of brought communities together and formed a community around the PlayStation 4's gameplay. Right. And I just think this sounds awesome. I mean, to be able to, to watch a friend play a, a single-player game, like what if you could... Um, you know, interact on the puzzle. Like, so you're playing brothers, right? And right, so I can go right. in there and I can actually design the puzzle for you to, before you get there. Or there's there's systems in place that you can manipulate the gameplay enough that that it's not just some AI here's what it looks like puzzle yeah. or problem that they have to solve. It's an actual person that's put this together that they have to be able to overcome. I think that's really intriguing. Not only that, but it'll keep the game interesting. Like, it's one of those things that you'll be you'll be able to play like numerous times, and it will, you know, yeah. So and I think that's that's not, key. Yeah. That's especially, I, I don't have gamers in my house, and so if I wanted to play with anybody, I've got a seven-year-old or or my wife who doesn't play video games <laughs> at all. Like So, no, I'd, I'd love to be able to do a little bit more interactiveness. I also see it being annoying, too, because if you know my friends are just going <laughs> right? to mess you up completely right. and just Coming be and those. jack up your gameplay. Exactly, yeah. yeah, ruin everything. So I'm sure you'll have a choice to be like, Off allow people future, to get yeah. on and right. play with me or not play with me. But, no, I get I get scared when I'm playing those types of things alone, so just to know that somebody else has that out for me would be extra, extra creepy. Right. Kind of scared right now just talking about it. <sighs> Something's under the desk. <laughs> It'll be scary, too, because, like, it gives you a different sense of things since it's not in your control and that's you know right i think that's the key as well at some level i mean you're expecting uh, ai type characters right. to do certain things and right. we all think about okay now what's the computer you learn the patterns yeah yeah exactly and so that that would be fun for me i really think that um it'll be fun to see where this idea goes af you know beyond daylight what else are they going to be doing with this in other games for that back and forth i'm, look, I'm looking mm. forward to that, it's for that. right so how many how thing. many games do you see that have like a uh, you know a casino element to it right Right. Like I, uh, I was thinking Nino Kuni. You, know, you yeah. go in, you have this casino element. Like, what if, what Which if? It was crazy because I found my seven-year-old playing in the casino one day. I was like, <laughs> go ahead and go start it up. Well, you know, I'll join you in about ten minutes. And I found her in the skeleton casino playing by herself. I was like, rolling dice. Yeah, this isn't good. Falling, falling in daddy's footsteps. <laughs> exactly. So carry on. I cut you off. No, I just think you know, even if it was something as simple as like you know, you're playing against real people. So right. like you go right. into a casino in a game and a friend of yours sees that you're playing and wants to sit down at the table with you and play against you. I, you know, it, it adds a level of interactivity that I think is really intriguing and really cool. 
it's something so simple that they can add to each game as well, too. Like you said, just like a simple card game that they can toss. Because there are side games and video games all the time. Like, I think of Grand Theft Auto and even Red Dead Redemption, how there's just little mini games. And that totally. they, they can incorporate that literally into any video game. So. Oh, man. Red Dead was awesome. Oh, I know. I've, as I've thought about games that I would like to see on, on the, the PS4, like I would love right. I would love to see a revamped um, new story in the same Red Dead world. Even if they were to, what was, I can't remember the first name, Red Dead. It's Red Dead Redemption. No, what's the first one? Fred, uh, Fred's Red Dead. Fred's Red Dead. Fred's Red it's Dead. It's a thoroughbred. That's an old school. His main is red. red. Are you thinking, like, are we going old school? No, yeah, no, Red dead it's the first because no red idea. dead redemption was the rockstar game that yeah. just came out what, no, four or five years ago. no red dead you can't say just came out four or five years ago that's like <laughs> yeah that's ironic no red dead redemption there yeah red dead revolver boom on okay. the PlayStation. Google. that's what it is yeah so if they could even if they could re- i was about to if they could redo that one even for oh man it would be awesome because i i think because no one knows about it exactly so yeah. example i think i think if they were able to do that it would I mean, I think Red Dead could be an incredibly powerful, like, staying series. Um, and speaking of series, I don't know if that uh, dun, dun, segue dun. was a little too overt. Um, it was pretty overt. But, uh, you know, I, w- I, w- I wanted us to take the time, take a minute to, to kind of help our listeners get to know us a little bit better as well. You know, so often on this podcast and in life, uh, you know, we don't take the time to really tell about ourselves and, and help people connect with us. And I think um, a way that we can do that is, in a way that we can connect with some of our listeners is just talking about some of our favorite game series, why Tinder. they're our favorites, what it is that kind of drew us to it. You want me to open up a little window into I would my like, soul? I'd <laughs> like to, you know, Drew? Because I can I lay love, it on the table. I would love for you to little open up that little <laughs> window to heart your heart. heart we're going to have right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I about think... You guys. Um, you know, it makes sense for it us feels. to tell a little bit about ourselves, get help our uh, audience get to know us a little bit better. And I thought, you know, what better way than to talk about some of our favorite game series? Because I feel like I can learn person. a lot about a person by the games that they play and the things that they like. Like, I found out the other day that a guy I thought I didn't like really likes Mass Effect, which is one of my favorite series. I liked him a little bit more after that. <laughs> and so it's it's something that That's can strange. it's something that can bring people together and tear people apart. And it's, Very it's true. kind of funny that that's the truth, but I mean, that's the reality. I have friends that are diehard Xbox fans that like, if I say anything negative about Halo, it's over. Like deleted from friend requests, deleted from F- friend F- requests. F- like we are not hanging out anymore. You have these friends? Yeah, they exist. <laughs> I must not be as hardcore as I hope to be. I, yeah. I'm not that hard. I'm not, I'm not somebody that will like, unfriend people. Kirby's Epic Adventure. That's not somebody that's going to unfriend another person, but if I find out someone really likes something, like I, I have an N7 patch on my backpack that I walk around with, which is a Mass Effect patch. And when people are like, dude, I love that N7 patch, I'm like, we could be buddies. Let's, <laughs> that's all it takes. Let's talk, nice. let's talk Mass that's Effect. That's how I feel. I actually so was, I dig it. Yeah, I saw a Pokemon thing in someone's car, and I took a picture of it, and I was like, you know what? We would get along well. We would. That's this that's person is cool. probably that's pretty right? cool. I, yep, that's I, what I'll post I got a on tweet Instagram. from last last week's show. I got a tweet from somebody because I said Pokemon. Remember that? No, <laughs> just out of the blue. I was just like, yeah, Pokemon. Anyway, they just that's all it said. Seriously, Drew, Pokemon. <laughs> I felt so old. I was like, I'm I'm sorry. It wasn't my era. So that's there goes my credibility. So what about you, Rachel? Uh, you, you oh, we're gonna start with me. Okay, yeah. well. Man, so the list could go on. I know I mentioned like Pokemon and stuff like that. Those are great, and I love them. But my favorites personally that I've played that I've just continued to play continuously um, 
One of them is the Assassin's Creed series. And I have tons of negative things to say about the Assassin's Creed series. I know it's repetitive. I know the first one just drags on. And I probably would never want to play it again. But there's just something about it that's just so rad. Like, I just love going up to someone and constantly bringing out my hidden blade. And there's something accomplishing to me about climbing a mountain, climbing a building, and then jumping off into a haystack. Like, right. I, I can do that as many times in this series. And I just, I still look forward to each game. I just... Have you played Black Flag yet? I haven't, but I saw it was on sale, and I'm probably going to pick it up. You need to, because, like, <laughs> jumping off the mast of a ship. Ugh. Like, I don't like pirates. I, I've, like, Pirates of the Caribbean is, like, almost offensive to me. Like, really? The whole series just this grates on me. But playing Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, it was the most, like, one of the That's most strange. thrilling games that I played last year. I loved everything about it. Climbing up a mast and, like, attacking another it's ship so by swinging. Cool. You know, you can swing on the, the ropes that are tying down your, your like sails into another ship and go and attack. Like, everything about it just can you land in the water like, yeah you, you'll, so, you'll swing out on the rope and you can either jump onto the ship or you can dive into the water so you jump off and then like mm. dive all the way down so if you're mm. on like a man of war ship that's like a 200 foot mast that you just dive into the water and it feels good it's i don't know like, so right? I, no, I feel the exact you thing. like i know the gameplay's weird and i know the story is completely weird but there's just something about like escaping like assassin's creed 3 it was weird but i was stoked that i got to be an indian and fly around as an eagle for like one mission and then black flag 2 and i saw the trailer for it i was like what i can be a pirate now right. like i want it let's do it so yeah i just love the assassin's creed series because it just gives me a sense of alternate reality and i also it's taught me so much like because they give you like little fun facts if you press select and then it tells you about the character because like Ben Franklin was in there. Oh right. wow! And you get to read everything about him. It's, it's Who's su Ben? It's surprisingly accurate on like the <laughs> right? historical accounts that are told throughout these games as well, which it's, yeah is pretty cool. So maybe history majors have a job after all. Pretty. <laughs> I mean, I know, right? Maybe there's right? something that they can do after all. I'm gonna go be a history major and maybe code some games. I'm gonna work for Ubisoft. I'm yeah. gonna do that. Ubisoft. <laughs> Research. Yeah. And, yeah, that's funny. So there's that thing and that's that's cool. Like I would read an article and I'm like, hey, I'm learning about that in my history seventeen hundred class. That's pretty cool. So yeah. I think I feel like I feel like I had a history class where someone actually brought up something that they learned in Assassin's Creed <laughs> that the teacher wasn't aware of. I think and my then we looked did a paper it up on it. We looked it oh, up wow. and it was actually it actually happened. Wow. And that was that was a very satisfying <laughs> moment, I think, for that person. He was like, "I'm a video game nerd, but eh. I know something they do. <laughs> I that's know funny. something my teacher doesn't." Oh, that's that's exactly what we need as teachers: being schooled by video games. We're already having enough trouble as it is, right? <laughs> In fact, speaking of that, if I can, so this is a tangent, total tangent. Do we have tangent music? I read somewhere that uh, <laughs> either there a te there's a teacher either in Sweden or Norway that has had it approved and is utilizing um, The Walking Dead. The Telltale Games Walking Dead as a teaching tool to teach morality in Ooh. their classrooms. Wow. Wow. And it's it's a high school. Uh, it's high school? They have different standards because okay. okay. it's a mature rated yes. game, right? Yes, it's a yes. mature rated game. There's lots of violence and whatever okay. else. Um, but it's being used it's in this cool high though. school to teach morality. And so they're playing the game. The teacher is actually playing through, but the class is making the decisions as they go. 
and so they're they're having to face the consequences of these decisions and he's using it as a teaching tool and i thought that was kind of cool so Genius. i apologize back to yeah i've been thinking you, of Rachel. like experimental game you know experimental classes that i could teach maybe that's what i need to do just put that out there to that'd be awesome play video you should, game. i mean you, so production are, are we are we gonna <laughs> mention that you are a professor oh i yeah if you don't know by you now, teach i teach so <laughs> so what if you use something like uh <laughs> uncharted to teach about like setting up shots because the reality is like there are scenes in uncharted that look uh, incredibly yes, yes. cinematic and beautiful and, like, just it just works so perfectly video production shooting shooting as video told by production. games yeah i could do that i think yes. it's cool Anyway. I like that. Soon to be enrolled. Anyways, <laughs> continuing my favorites. Um, so Assassin's Creed, I can go on my tangent for days, but uh, another one that means means a lot to me is the Kingdom Hearts series. That was like one of the first big girl games that I actually ever beat as a person, and I played it because I feel, I feel that. right though, because yeah. I was like yeah. came out in two thousand one, so I'm a youngin, guys. So like I don't know, I was like getting in junior high, and it was I felt I felt like an adult beating I play, it. I played that in, in college, and I remember <laughs> like skipping classes to keep playing. That's good. It's times. great. Yeah, yeah. See, and I'm the only one that hasn't played it. Really? So, uh, so sell me on it, because it like Kingdom Hearts three is the remix. Be coming the out? remix Kingdom Hearts three. There's a trailer, and I peed my pants when I saw it for it. Is it a remix or is it actually a the new... The remix came out. Okay, so the but remix... it's a, there's a new 3 yeah. that's coming out on the PS4, right? And the Xbox One, which okay. is kind of weird for Square Enix. Yeah, right. it is. I, might, I'm, I still I've... don't even know if it's real because they have like pictures for it, but I still don't think there's it'll more, come out. There's more stuff coming out that help me lean towards a PS4 someday. Like I might actually right. save money for it. You know? Right. So sell me on this game. Why is it your favorite? So it was I've one... never played it. Oh man, it was one of my favorites because like I said, I'm, I was a little girl and they ha you have Disney characters that are your AIs essentially, and you like the first, the first. This is how much they incorporated into it. The first Kingdom Hearts had every incorporated every Disney movie into the video game somehow. Wow. So like even though there is no 101 Dalmatians world, because there are different worlds. So you go mm -hmm. to Agrabah, you go to Alice in Wonderland, you go to the Colosseum. Hey. I know, yeah. So you go, you do all those things. But even though there wasn't like a 101 Dalmatians world, there was a side mission where you had to like go collect all of the 100. The, all the Dalmatians. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. So, like, there again, there was no Lady in the Tramp world, but there was a fountain that had Lady in the Tramp in the third district of Traverse Town. So it's like things like that. It's just which it just makes it fun. And right? I, I think that there's so many storybook things being told there that's just right? fantastic. I, I love to live through that oh, stuff. Man. The Alice it's, in Wonderland and that first one were just jumping on toadstools. And, it was so yeah. cool though, yeah. and it like it it takes a piece from every like Disney movie. So I'm a Disney fan. So that was really cool for me. And not only that, but it was like it took things from Final Fantasy, like Cloud is in there, yeah. Squall is in yeah. there, Yuffie's in there. So That's like, cool. and the one reason why I've struggled with the Final Fantasy is the gameplay. I hate the I hate the action and just like watching yourself get hit. So this was I I struggle with it. Okay. I struggle with that gameplay. So this was the Final Fantasy that I've always wanted, but uh, able to like hit and block and run away. And you fight Cerberus and Hades and like all the villains and it's. I'm gonna cry just thinking about it. It's so beautiful. It's that one of awesome. it's yeah. Forever reminds always. me of my college days. I'm gonna cry just <laughs> thinking about that. When Drew was young. <laughs> when I was young, I when had a, Drew was young. I had somebody for my birthday gave me a giant can of cheese from the restaurant <laughs> they worked at. Oh my god! Like poor nacho cheese, and I opened that thing with chips, and I played and ate beautiful. cheese out of this massive like coffee style like coffee can size. It was awesome. That's yeah, wild. I'm with you on that one. Right. So yeah. it was great. Yeah. And again, like, as Drew said, the storytelling, not only the gameplay, but the story, and they just keep adding on to it and i love it so much so yeah there's me that's very that's cool me. so mine uh honestly probably the first one uh i would have to say is the elder scrolls 
Um, it's a game that I started playing back, um, what, with Morrowind on uh, the original Xbox, yes. which oh, I wow. threw hundreds of hours into. I mean... Was that the first... Wait, which one's Morrowind? Second one? I think third. Third? Yeah. Oh, uh, because I played the first two on PC. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like Arena... Can this just be like the, the Drew is hella old show? <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. Anyway. So that's like back with... Is it Arena? Elder Scrolls Arena. Arena? I played and, Arena. Uh, I can't even Baldur, remember. Baldur's Gate or something like no, that. No, Baldur's Gate was just totally separate. Oh, is it separate? Maybe yeah. that's when I played. I can't remember what the second one was. How do you get back I, into so it? So I started until... with three. Yeah. And, dude, I, I loved it. I mean... I still to this like there are still times where I'm playing game and I'm like why can't this just feel the way that Morrowind felt <laughs> as a teenager because it was such a huge world um, so much like diversity like to go up to the um, I think Vardenfell was the the island the ice island that had you know werewolves and all of these different things but then like. I mean, just to play a game that let you choose from, like, 12 different races, right. and you could be male or female, and, and you could... And that was one of the first that allowed you to do that much. Yeah. For sure. I mean, the the customization was unheard of at the time, and I, I mean, I played through it probably four different times. I still remember, you know, the first mission where you have to go to Caius Cascades and try to find where he lives. Wow. And you have to give him a book, and he gives you, you know, it You're totally, <laughs> totally engulfed, like, it was, it was my whole world. Probably for like a solid three <laughs> months. Like I struggled through school as a junior high I think, student. Where's Jack? I was, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna point out. I think that's what the major difference is. We're all trying to find that like love. When I was a kid, this is what really grabbed me. It's because we had no other responsibilities. Right. right? That's a good when point. you were a kid in high school, you could like take that for eight hours Just a day. Just not go to school. Can't do it now. I so think that's where it comes from. Such a bummer. If somebody wants to watch my kids for a whole week, I bet I would find a new love. That's probably true. And in fact, a game I play. So my second series that I would choose is the Mass Effect series, which is a game that I've played uh, right before my child was born and <laughs> right after she was born. Was the last, the latest uh, iteration of the game. Mass Effect Three came out, uh, I think, in two thousand twelve. So my daughter was two years old when I played it. But I started that with Mass Effect Two, and Bioware just does such a great job of like making you care about the characters in the game. Uh, Mass Effect 2 is all about doing loyalty missions for your teammates, helping solidify that relationship with them so that when you go to the final battle that there's a chance that they'll survive. And, um, yeah, I mean, for me, the Mass Effect series is just so amazingly huge, and it incorporates, you know, these morality choices that I've never seen in, in another game that, that force you to choose, you know, basically make the decisions of who lives and who dies and uh there are a couple times drew where i uh i teared up <laughs> that's a good that's a good i killed in thing. fact i killed a robot and something no. that is not even what? a living Isn't that thing weird? and i cried wow that's good storytelling that's what that is he looked up right? at me he looked up at me on the screen and he said <laughs> shepherd ocular. commander does this unit have a soul it's and I so and I was cute. torn up, dude. Wow. Honestly, it sounds ridiculous, but I was torn up. Uh, that game to me is um, one of the few games that has ever come out that that create characters that are so believable. Like you feel really connected to them, and you want them to do well, and you want things to end happy because you care about these characters. Um, similar to I think The Last of Us and the way that they put that story together, you really care. By the end of the game, like key. you really care about Ellie. You you really care about Joel. Like these are two flawed, imperfect people that you just want something good for them. 
So yeah, those are my uh, not even real my people. Favorites. I know that's it. That, I care I more about my video game characters. Isn't that weird? Other humans, yeah. That's that's <laughs> awesome. So mine are, are kind of older. That's okay. Right, that's okay. <laughs> so so I, I just have a couple. I'll go quick. Um, things that I love. Favorite game series. I love. There was two Alice's that they did. One was Alice, um, American McGee's Alice. So it's kind of like. Uh, that probably a full disclaimer. I love Alice in Wonderland. Anything, any I had version. No idea. Right? <laughs> she looks around the room. Is that one, two? Is that what that is? Three, four. I have two Cheshire cats, two paintings. Uh, release. Uh, what is that? A postage stamp release. This is just up. in your office because even before you enter the office, yeah, it's all of them. <laughs> I I have a three D printed cat over there. I got my own, very own. It's good looking. That's like a model. Anyway, it is good looking. Custom so, made. A custom made one, right? Custom designed for me. Um, <laughs> So example I, wonder I don't a. have money for games. <laughs> yeah. I'll spend 30 bucks on a cat. <laughs> um, so, yes, American McGee, McGee's Alice is dark. It's crazy, but it has all the core Alice. And then they came out with Madness Returns, right. which was a lot of fun. I, I rented that from Gamefly, of all places. Really? Yeah, I actually did Gamefly for like two months. Wow. Held on to that game the entire time. Um, and then I realized it was like costing me ten, no, almost fifteen bucks, you know, each month that I was playing wow. it. And and I don't get to game that often still. And this was like three years ago. And so, um, yeah, I really, I just love it. Even that darkness is just kind of, kind of fun because I love Alice. So you were saying like you got to love the characters from playing the games. Mine was like almost reverse, where it's like I've always loved Alice. Anybody Alice, anything Alice. And so I love the game because it was. Well, it's probably a show that you fell in love with as a kid, right? Like yeah, back yeah, that's where I start. Yeah, yeah. So and the fantastical, and then reading all the stuff that um, Lewis Carroll wrote, and just all the he's kook. All the stuff that I that I've read from him, and all the uh, all of it. Yep, it all just kind of comes so together. So you're growing up during the Cold War as well, right? So <laughs> it's pretty cold, yeah. Uh, you, I mean, it was part of that. Wasn't Alice at the time like Lewis Carroll's Alice was used to to move codes around, right? <laughs> is that or is that a conspiracy? Well, it's a conspiracy theory, but I'm sure we could. Yeah, I'm sure we could probably find out. No, I, I think what I loved about it was the fantasy side. Cool. I loved, I loved the fantasy side, and that she could dream of fantasy things. But now we're getting into more of my soul, you know, the window the to my deeper. soul. So I'll go on to my next one. Another one that I absolutely loved, and this was the first one that like locked me up for three days straight, was Lunar Silver Star. Have you played that? It was P- PS1. It yeah. was like way old, back so like, JRPG. Yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah, you, very much to like Nino Kuni style, where you like right. walk around and you you run into things and fight, and you still have this great story that that happens. I absolutely love that game. Played it with a friend, and we had a rented system, so we played it nonstop because we had actually rented the PlayStation and the game. <laughs> so you could, played it. I remember back when they like, you would actually check out days, yep, man. Yep, yeah, they right. had like a little case that you brought it yep. home with. So we went and played at my that. house for a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what? Sound. And then we'd go to his house, and it was like all night, every night. I mean, yeah. it was like three nights in a row. So I had to get money's worth. Exactly, and and we <laughs> finished it like like an hour before I had to go back. I mean, it was just worth that to me. And then, I and it was like from that moment on, it was my favorite game, and I absolutely loved it. It was like this life changing. Wow. Um, I even ripped the the uh, CD that you put in the PlayStation <laughs> and ripped all the music <laughs> off of it and listened to that for like a year That's and a awesome. half. And then I found out the day before I left the country for two years, I found out. That there was a lunar like part two. Dun, I had dun, no idea, dun. and I, I found out that, like the night before I'm at a party and everybody's getting crazy, and I'm going through this buddy's like you know his games, and I was like, what is this? Oh no! Because I had to leave the next day to go in like <laughs> into a place where you don't play games for two years. So right. Anyway, it was just it was wild and crazy. Um, so if anybody out there has lunar eternal blue, just send it my <laughs> way. It, on eBay, it's like two hundred fifty bucks. Really? Yeah, it's not one that you can just like. Is this, so about. is this PS2 then? It's PS1, I still think. It's, it's still back. Huh. Um, anyway, I, I would like. He's I would, checked. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's up there. 
Anyway, I, I I put in several bids when it's down to like my price range. <laughs> it just hilarious. always goes beyond. So I would love to play that one. So that's it. That's the ones I love. Where are we at time-wise? Oh, we are cruising at 50 minutes. We should probably wrap it up then. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, Deal. It, I, let's, call it, let's call it good because I've bared enough of my I soul. I know. We can keep going. Yeah, we, I just, we've become so... We'll start crying and stuff. Yeah. I can elaborate more on both of mine. If I start talking about Legion anymore... All right, let's save, let's save for next week. We can pick up with a crying next we'll week. Have a, we'll have a cry sesh afterwards, Definitely. don't worry. So join us next week for uh, for more tears on the Little Big Cast. Uh, if you'd like to email us any questions, you can email us at littlebigcast at ktdata.net or follow us on and probably rather yeah, than you should or. Do both, yeah. Yeah. And follow us on Twitter at littlebigcast. Help that us. is with a K. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining us. And uh, be sure to tune in next week for another episode of uh, The Little Big Cast. See ya. Bye. Peace. Peace.